1: Welcome to the latest episode of the five on the floor podcast coming to you from what is still American Airlines Arena in Miami on the five Reasons sports network before we get to today's episode are you looking for a new car of course you are Everybody's looking for a new car and where you get it is auto nation the largest auto retailer from coast to coast their friendly and knowledgeable staff here in South Florida will help you save big on a huge selection of new cars trucks nsuvs toyota honda chevrolet mercedes-benz and much much more if you're looking to buy pre-owned shop auto nation's huge selection of one price pre-owned vehicles all clearly marked with one price their lowest price guaranteed you want to get rid of that old car turn it into cash today get a top dollar offer and a check the very same day they'll buy your car with no purchase necessary here's the most important thing if you're looking to buy or lease or sell a car got to contact me at five reason sports that's the number five reason sports we will give your information to a senior manager of AutoNation who will work with you to walk you through the buying process i'm so not dealing with just somebody on the floor you're going to deal with a big wig who is going to walk you through the whole thing and get you the best possible deal so dm us at five reason sports some others have had a great experience with this already why shouldn't you and now on to today's episode
2: welcome to five on the floor a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alfon Sydney, aka Al 954, brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. I
0: mean, uh, young kids the ball plays with a lot of confidence, and I, I think when you put the work in, when you get here. I mean, obviously, we all put work in to try to get into the NBA. But it's what you do, to you get here. And, uh, I mean, that's a, a, a big confidence to him, I think, you know, as, a, as a rookie and running plays for him like, like they are. And he's, he's, he's showing he's supposed to be here.
1: All right, that was Vince Carter after the Hawks came in here to Miami and lost to the Heat 120-87. to 87. That's right, 120-87. to 87, Third straight blowout for the Miami Heat in the preseason. And the story of the day is I'm joined here by Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket on Twitter. He was here at the arena watching the game. The story is the same story it's really been since Summer League. It's Tyler Hero. And tonight, just to go through the numbers, Alex, to start, 25 minutes, 23 points. Nine of fourteen shooting, five of seven from the from the three point line, five rebounds. Didn't take a free throw tonight, but he's basically made all of those that he's taken. Couple of assists, a steal, and as I mentioned, plus twenty three on the night. He scored the Heat's first fourteen points. At one point, the score was Atlanta nineteen, the Heat fourteen. So we're going to start here with Tyler Hero. You heard Vince Carter talking about him. I have Trey Young talking about him too. I mean, all of this I've covered. Every Heat rookie's preseason since 1996. So far, this is the best preseason I've seen from a rookie. That includes Dwayne Wade uh, going back to 2003. Dwayne, there were some up and down moments in that preseason. Tyler didn't score big in the second game, but the first and third games and also in all the games, he's just looked great, completely comfortable, very aggressive. And you've noticed something about where his shots are coming from
2: and how he's getting them, which is a little different than we expect. So, yeah, uh, when he came in, everybody kind of looked at him as this guy who's just going to be mostly a spot-up shooter. And, you know, we've been hearing the whole summer how, how comfortable he is shooting with the ball in his hands and how much more comfortable he is like that than, you know, shooting off the spot-up. And I, I, I thought it was just going to be something that was said, and then we were going to end up seeing his shot profile mostly consist of spot-up threes anyways. But... The Heat have mostly been using him just coming off the curl and then making a play from there. Whether he's coming off the curl and taking the jumper right away, or if the jumper's not there, he's making the quick pass or the cutting big or the, the skip pass to another perimeter player. It's all coming from there, and he's been really good in it. We've seen Spo use that pet play before. He kind of used similar stuff for Wayne Ellington, you know, another preseason legend, Gerald Green. Uh, That's how he gets his shooters going.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And you talk about the you know preseason legend Gerald Green, Tyler Howard now averaging more points per game than Gerald green did in that famous preseason that he had. Uh, I looked back at the preseason numbers is completely meaningless, but the only guy with a higher points per game average since 2010 for the Miami heat is LeBron James. (laughs) So you can take that for what it's worth. But I, like I said, I covered Dwayne's first preseason. I covered Michael Beasley's first preseason. Cover Justice Winslow's, Spamina Bios, you know, Josh Richardson's. This looks different uh, than some of those. Not saying he's going to be better than Dwayne or as good as Dwayne or anything like that, but he has come in. What is, what's been fascinating about this to me is he's come in and it seems like the Heat are almost making a point to give him a green light. Like th- there's Like this whole thing about how, you know, this Pat Riley thing that he has always fought this premise, he hasn't liked this premise, that he doesn't want to play rookies that the organization doesn't want to play rookies, they've gone overboard the other direction with this kid. And that's going to be point two when we get to the starting lineup. But they are, they're not restricting him in any way. It's almost like, and this will be another of our points, it's like they've almost told Jimmy Butler, get the kid going, because Jimmy has been so passive early in games, and Tyler has been incredibly aggressive from the first minute that he comes in there. And I've said, I think that the whole heat rookie thing has been overstated recently. Justice Winslow got big minutes in his first season on a very good team. There were, I mean, he was like third in minutes in rookies for rookies that year. And, like, Carl Anthony Towns got more, but he was on a bad team. A lot of those players were on bad teams. Remember, Justice didn't even make the Rising Stars game because all those guys were accumulating bigger numbers on bad teams, but Justice was playing a ton. Josh Richards. Bam. Same thing that happened with Bam. Same thing that happened with Bam. And you look at, you know, Josh Richards didn't play a lot the first two or three months, but once he got in the rotation, they didn't take him out of it. Again, on a team that was one game from the Eastern Conference Finals and might have gotten there if Chris Bosh doesn't get sick. So they have played rookies recently. They've played young players when they didn't was during the big three years where they didn't really didn't have any worth, anybody worth playing and they were trying to win championships. But even with that one, Norris Cole was in the rotation from the first minute that he got here and
2: played big minutes on a, on a team that won a championship, won two championships. So what I've noticed about that is I think you're right. The whole thing with Pat, you know, not wanting to play rookies might be a little bit overstated. However, with Spo, I think what we've kind of started to realize is that Spo will definitely play rookies and will tell them to stick to their strengths. Like you said, Justice Winslow got plenty of playing time early on, even though it was just as a defensive role player. But it was exactly that. He was playing to his strengths, which was Justice Winslow, when he first came in the league, his biggest strength was defending. Still probably is his biggest strength outside of playmaking. And now you got, you know, Tyler out here launching threes, which is what Spo has told other shooters in the past to do, launch, just keep shooting, keep shooting. We heard the same thing with Mike Miller. We heard the same thing with Gerald Green, as I said before, Wayne Ellington, all these guys who come in. Spo will play these guys to their biggest strengths, first and foremost. You know, you got to build from there to stay in the rotation.
1: Yeah. And a couple of other things from Tyler today beyond the shooting. Beautiful pocket pass to Bam Adebayo in the paint. Um, and and then there was also, it didn't end up working out because he missed a shot, but the behind the back dribble also, like we're starting to see other elements of the game beyond just the shooting at it. Like I said, it hasn't been the, sp- we're surprised when it's a spot up shot now. Like, and that's what supposedly he was supposed to be coming in here and doing, but we're surprised when he does it because everything has been creation off the dribble with the exception of a couple of curls that they've run for him. But other than that, it's, it's Tyler Harrow is creating, and I thought he wasn't supposed to be able to create. But all we've seen from, from Summer League on is him with the ability to create. There's another guy that everything's translated with Summer League, 2 that we're going to talk about a little later. All right, point number two, the starting lineup. I think it's set. I think it's done. This is the preseason game three. This is the starting lineup I said a couple weeks ago I thought we were going to see. They put Duncan Robinson in the starting lineup the last time. That didn't work out very well. And it was clear to me that he were holding a place-holding spot for Tyler Harrow. I don't know what's going on with Deion Waiters right now. They're being cryptic about it. He was away from the team. He came back to the team. He didn't play tonight. James Johnson has come back to the team, didn't play tonight. So the two guys that we talked about, that okay, everything worked out for them this offseason. Is it a coincidence that Deion Waiters hasn't played since he made sort of a stink about not starting? I don't know. Could just be a personal issue. We, we're not going to, you know, I'm not going to go f- further in speculating on that. It just was coincidental. That's all. But I think the starting lineup is set. This is the starting lineup that they, and, you know, Alf and I have talked on the podcast before. We're like, okay, by the All Star break, Tyler Harrow is going to be the starting two. It's going to happen four months early <laughs> because uh, this is their best group to start the games with, which is Winslow and Harrow. They don't have a Linux right now. So Myers Leonard as a spacing big next to Bam makes sense. And then Jimmy Butler. But the thing I like about it is it sets up their bench and it, provided the DN will accept it. Dragic to me looked great tonight. He's looked better and better with each game. Dragic and waiters coming off the bench, redeveloping that seven 11 chemistry gives you the, by far the best backup backcourt in the league. <laughs> And then DJJ as your three four, he got banged up tonight, but looks like he's okay. As sort of your your you know guy you could play two three four all over the map, and then you have whichever one Olenek or Myers Lannard, doesn't start. Probably going to be Olenek because he's not going to be ready for a little while longer. Because well. I don't know. See, I think, and Alex just said, plus James Johnson. I I don't know about that because I don't know if Eric's going to roll 10 consistently. I think it may make more sense that that backup group is flexible enough that if you have, say, if it's Olenek, DJJ, Waiters, and Dragic, I don't know that you need a 10th. And the 10th to me becomes maybe Jimmy Butler with that group. Because if you, or, or maybe it's, I mean, maybe it's Jimmy Butler. Maybe it's, I, I don't know, Justice. I think with that group, I think it could be either guy. But that will remind me a little bit of what we had with the big three heat when they were rolling, where they would roll nine. Remember, Mike Miller was the 10th. He didn't play most games. They would roll nine. It was Battier. It was Cole. It was Allen. It was Anderson. And basically, like, they, nine minutes of starters would play. Then they'd roll out the four subs with Dwayne or LeBron. Then one of those guys would take a seat for three minutes and then either Dwayne or LeBron would play the next three minutes. And Sposter was clockwork with that. It's the bet, And I don't, I never thought it was a coincidence that they had the 27 game winning streak when he found that rotation and that group. I think that you're going to see a similar nine. I think James Johnson, Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn become the break glass in case of emergency players. I, th- I think you have J.J. as your backup forward. Kendrick Nunn is an additional ball handler. Duncan Robinson is an additional shooter. It's why it said from the beginning, Alex, that I have felt that this ro- roster made sense because I thought once Eric kind of figured out what the pieces were, and I think he's done it already, it took him all season last year and he never figured it out. I think he's already figured out the
2: best group for this season. So it's interesting because it is kind of unfortunate if, if JJ does end up taking that role, that he's kind of, you know, he's been getting paid whatever it is, 15 mil a year now. And for him to be coming off as, as, you know, this 10th man, 11th man playing spot minutes, potentially will be kind of unfortunate. But you mentioned a good point where the team has so many different pieces that they can throw out, especially with the versatility. City. Like you said, you got have DJJ play different positions. You got have Jimmy come off and play with some of the bench guys. But what stuck out to me when you're talking about all these things is that this team is kind of almost definitely built for a trade if they ever want to make one between the expiring contracts they have between just the sheer volume of players that they have who can probably step out on the floor and play right now if they need to specifically Kendrick Nunn because I think he's the one that stands out the most from those other guys and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that because we know the history with Spo and his rotations and I'm not sure I could totally see James Johnson just being back in the rotation by like Early November, right, where he's just going back to playing twenty minutes a game, just because of how much you know they have to pay him. Well, but, but see, a
1: couple of things on that. The the how much they have to pay him, I don't think matters anymore. I think the Heat are out of that mess to a certain degree. I mean, James Johnson's in the third year of a four-year deal. Dion's in the third year of a four-year deal. Those are going to become chips in a year. We've talked about that, right? So I don't think that the, you don't have Hassan, you don't have Tyler. You really had four bad contracts before. So I don't think there's this imperative now. To force feed guys on the team to create value. I mean the value that is gonna be created with those two guys is when the contract is close to expiring. It's not about performance. So I don't think I, I and I and I think that we're also past the point Part of the frustration why you had to play those guys because you had so many of them, and the cap management was such a disaster that it was like, okay, you have to play these guys to justify the contracts. But now you have young players that are playing that the team is excited about, that the fans are excited about. I don't think you're going to hear a lot, and I think if Heat fans do this, they're short sighted. Last year, I did it a lot, and other people did a lot, but I don't think you're going to hear a lot. Uh, they're getting nothing out of James Johnson. He's making 15 million this year. If if they're getting great play from DJJ, who's making whatever, two and a half million, nobody's going to care about what James Johnson is making. Uh, and the same thing with Deion Waiters. If you're getting a great play out of Tyler Harrow, nobody's going to say, well, we're not getting anything out of Deion. <laughs> I just don't, I think we're out of that space. I, I, I think the organization, this has been a positive enough off season uh, to be honest. I don't know how this preseason camp could have gone any better. Like, it was a very positive camp in West Palm. Jimmy has done everything they've asked from a leadership perspective so far and conforming to the organization and the culture. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's laughing. And they've had three preseason blowouts where their kids are playing well. Like, I, this has been, last preseason to me was a mess. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MiamiHeat. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: ba 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 ba
1: Like, this has been a terrific preseason for them. So... I, I don't see how you'd have any issues with that. And and I don't think it matters to the fans one way or the other if James Johnson plays. In fact, I think if James Johnson plays and it's expense somebody else they want to play, like they, Derek Jones Jr., I think the fans are going to be upset about it. Now, let's get to number three before we get to the break, which is Jimmy Butler. Another sort of passive game from him, right? Like, he he, he didn't play in the second game. The first game, it took him to the second quarter to score basket. I think that was the case tonight, too. He ended up a plus-19 Three of seven, seven points, six rebounds, four assists, three turnovers, three blocks. I was sitting next to a pretty, I mean, I'm not going to mention the name, but a pretty esteemed NBA writer tonight, national NBA writer, who basically said, yeah, Jimmy will care when it it matters. I, I don't think we have to read too much into Jimmy not getting up for
2: a preseason game, do we? No, absolutely not. I think it's obvious watching him out there that he's just kind of, you know, going through the motions and not in a negative way, just in, in the sense of, you know, I'm here because I got to be. I'm just trying to help the team win. You know, he's not carrying the load whatsoever on offense. He's serving as more of a facilitator who can, you know, who will score when he gets the chance as opposed to the other way around, which is what it's going to be like during the regular season. He's out there just facilitating for others, making the right plays on both ends. You could tell he's, he's waiting for the season to start just like we are.
1: Yeah, I think so. And, and uh, I mean, he has continued to say the right things. He had very positive things to say Her, I, about Harrow today. When asked about Harrow after the game, he said, why is he adjusted so well? He says, because he asks the right questions. I, I think, you know, I was at the – we haven't talked about this much, but at the roast the other night, you were there too. I got inside after with a few other people next year next time you'll do it next when they when they when they roast you well they kind of roasted you not a little bit they Jimmy Butler compared his uh, hair to a pack of flies but but uh I mean it, it was a good time Jimmy Jimmy picked up the mic and started singing Usher and there's a whole bunch of other jokes that I won't repeat because then everybody will say, well, who said this one? But, but Jimmy had some moments uh, with Dwayne and Udonis and others, but he has been, I mean, the other thing about him, I mean, afterwards, he was the one who came into the after party afterwards and started taking pictures with everybody. Like Jimmy has embraced this whole Miami thing. I think they're (laughs) ecstatic about that. As far as the play, I don't think they're really concerned about what he averages in the preseason. I, I think it's more about kind of getting him acclimated. But I do think one thing we've seen, <coughs> he is not a high-usage superstar. And we've seen that already. And I think some of that will translate to the season. I think he's getting a feel for kind of who he can count on. And I think the crazy thing about it is the number one guy that I think he can count on right now is Tyler Hero, which is not something that we expected. All right, after the break and a message from me and somebody who's gonna kick my ass in the morning, we'll get to the last two parts of the podcast. We'll get back to our episode here in a second, but one thing that you know, if you followed me, is that I'm old. I've been doing this since 1996. That was my first year covering the Miami Heat. When you get old, you get out of shape, and that's what was happening to me. It wasn't enough for me just to go to the gym because all I'll do there is exercise my Twitter fingers. I needed someone to push me a little bit. I reached out to Jose from Evolution of Fitness, and you should too. It's not just a workout for you there. It's like a total nutrition program and everything else, and as someone who used to drink six Coca-Colas a day, I definitely need that so reach out to jose i'm not posting workout selfies i will just tell you i look and feel better than i did a few months ago give him a call at 754-423-1153 that's 754-423-1153 reach out to jose evolution of fitness make sure you mention ethan or five reasons so he knows where you came from and maybe he'll take it easy on you but probably not all right, Ethan Skolnick back here. Let's get to number four. We're going to try to do these in five parts to keep ourselves uh, kind of consistent here. I, I want to uh, talk about two other players before we go. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, you mentioned earlier, we don't have to do a lot of depth on him, but I mean, he, he's not a rotation player at this point, but if everybody's wondering if he's made the team, he's made the team. He made the team a long time ago. He was the ninth man today, and he had 14 points, made four threes, including three in a row in 14 minutes. He knows how to run a team. He, they love his defensive toughness, and he's just been good since summer league. So he's going to get minutes this year. It may not be consistent, but he's going to get minutes. But let's get into two guys individually here, Winslow and Adebayo. Let's start with Justice. 4 of 14, 0 of 4 from 3, 1 of 2 from the line. Not a big sample size, but the, the free throw shooting has got to get better. Uh, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 turnovers, 9 points, plus 1, which was actually the lowest of all the Heat players today in 28 minutes. A couple of things i noticed with him I, well you noticed this first about the physical stuff and others have said this now too i think some heat beat guys is is the knee brace spot bo- starting with christian hernandez is uh is the knee brace bothering him do you think is he or is he just
2: doesn't seem to have the explosiveness i was expecting he was looking weirdly hesitant and you know he's kind of showed some of these traits in the past but Like, you know, he was getting into the lane and he was hesitating. He wasn't sure what to do with himself. He would take an extra second, whether it was deciding to go for the layup or make the skip pass to the shooter. Everything was taking an extra second, right? And then on that alley-oop that Dragic had, Winslow was walking while Dragic was running down, like trying to set him up for the alley-oop. He was walking right up until Dragic threw up that pass and he just kind of went for it, right? And then he was walking gingerly on the way back. There seems to be some red flags there that he's not feeling 100%. We're obviously not going to speculate on what's going on, but I wonder if it's affecting his lift. I wonder if it's affecting his actual mental state when he's out on the court. He might be out there thinking too much at this point.
1: Yeah. And there were a couple of other things that, you know, we've got to watch for for him to clean up. I've talked a lot about him using his right more. Tonight he had some difficulty kind of going from left to right, like switching hands. Uh, and that's something that, you know, he told me, he says, I want them to force me right. I dare you to force me right, but they're going to, they're going to force him, right? Like that's what they're going to do with him. And he just has always looked more comfortable going left. And so, you know, in terms of shifting hands, there were some difficulties there. I thought for him, the other thing is just the general finishing. Now, maybe that is the lift. He got a lot better at it last year. That was a big weakness in his game. But there's still that thing where he gets this close to the basket and then it's like he doesn't kind of know what type of shot to take. And and this that is gonna be a problem, I think, for a lot of heat players today. Jimmy hasn't finished great either so far. But I feel like they, they have a lot of guys who can get to the basket, but I don't know if they have a ton of guys who are great finishers. And you end up leaving three, four, five points on the table because of that over a game that ends up costing you. So that, that could be a little bit problematic, but I, I, I mean, I thought from him it was kind of an uneven, I think it's been a kind of an uneven preseason for him where you've kind of wanted to see him build on what he did last year as a point guard. And honestly, I think Goran has looked better than him so far. And that is a luxury because I think what we may see is a lot of games that justice starts. I do think justice is going to be a finisher. He's one of their core finishers. But there's going to be games I think you could see, uh, you know, Justice and Harrow start, but Goran and Dion finish uh, if, if they're going well. Um, defensively, you give up some size there, but I still think there's a possibility of that. So I, I kind of either want to see them maybe give Justice a rest in the fourth game
2: or see him play a little bit better. I think he'd be more confident going to the seat. So it's a little bit weird, right? Because this is a time where you would like to see Justice be more aggressive, on the ball, you know he has two shooters, two knockdown shooters around him, with Tyler Hero and Myers Leonard both in the starting lineup with him. You would like to see him, you know, when he gets those opportunities to get into the lane, especially when the opposing point guard is Trey Young and you know uh, Cam Reddish is his rookie wing defender who is not a defender yet. You would like him to be aggressive. I understand it's preseason, but that's why I feel like there might be something wrong there because if Dragic is out there looking comfy as all, we're worried about his knee and his health. Dragic is looking healthy while Winslow isn't at this point.
1: Yeah, and you know, they're going to manage Goran's minutes, but I don't know, again, if they, you know, to the degree that they, they have to manage it, if they need to push Goran to 32 minutes in a game, I think they can do that, not consistently, but I think they can do it, and maybe Justice ends up losing minutes if he's not looking good. Number five, Bam out of bio, and this is the kind of game I think we're going to see from Bam a lot. He got off to a slow start. He does not look comfortable shooting the jumper right now. You, You and I both noticed that time he had about a 16-footer, kind of passed on it, took a couple steps forward and then awkwardly, you know, shot a floater. But then the final numbers end up looking good. Like he was only three of 10 from the floor, but he was nine of 10 from the line. Isn't it nice to have a big who can shoot? from the line and a couple of them him and Myers led number 13 of 14 that is you know they were 21 to 27 from the line tonight like that is much better 78% that they were a terrible free throw shooting team last year and this is without Harrow taking any free throws and you know that he's a good he's a terrific free throw shooter but you look at Bam's overall number okay so it doesn't look that impressive he ended up with 15 10 and 4 with three blocks and I think that and it was just from his constant activity, running the floor, getting some cheap stuff. He had three offensive rebounds and, you know, getting some opportunities. And I think that's why I've said that I think he can average 15 to 17 this year without them really running anything for him, because I just think he's going to get a lot of garbage from, you know, just opportunities from from just playing
2: hard. Yeah, I love seeing what Bam was doing out there. Like you said, he started off kind of slow, and then you saw him doing all these things on both ends, right? And then it's going to be very easy for him to average around 15 all season, I think, you know, it's just like he is going to be the release valve in the offense so many times. When they come up on Jimmy after he run the pick and roll, we're going to see him throw it up to Bam. Bam is going to be out here grabbing offensive rebounds. He's going to be make the pass out of the short roll. He's the type of guy who gets his hands in everything that's going on in the offense, right? And I think because of that and because of the – gravity that comes with having to defend Jimmy you know having uh, having shooters out there alongside Jimmy is going to make it a lot easier for Bam I think he's going to have somewhere around you know exactly what he put up tonight more or less 15 10 and 4 on you know decent shooting and another point from what you were talking about before he might actually be pretty decent at getting to the line this year especially compared to years past but when you talk about Bam getting around 30 minutes a game you talk about Jimmy uh, Derek Jones Jr. Is, has been pretty good at getting to the line right that's a good thing and Sorry, I'm all over the place right now, but you mentioned something before about how the Heat are great at getting to the basket but not finishing. It's funny because you could almost say the same thing about their shooting, right? Where it's like they have a lot of guys who can shoot, but not a lot lot of great shooters outside of Tyler, and I guess you can call that Myers. It's a very... Weird team right It's like it makes sense Positionally But there's almost like Something there right Yeah well I think there is And I think we're gonna have to see You know uh, I think from night to night I think this
1: team's gonna end up With a lot of leading scorers I I, I don't I think people uh, People on the outside are saying Well Jimmy's here And so he's gonna end up You know you know leading them in scoring most nights I don't know that that's necessarily gonna be the case I think Jimmy's gonna have some 17 seven and five games and somebody else is gonna score 19 it, some nights it might be Goron. some nights it might be Dion sometimes at nights it might be Tyler some nights it might be Bam okay I I, th- I could some nights it could be Derek Jones jr like I, I think that there are a lot of guys on this team who could be the guy I Linux is capable of that also like they have seven or eight guys who could lead them in scoring on a given night I, I don't think it's gonna matter all that much but you're right I mean, you know, sometimes you want to have no, okay, you're going to be able to count on these two or three guys. I think the things you're going to be able to count on with this team are consistent energy. Bam is going to be one of those guys, but justice and Jimmy in particular are going to set the tone for that. I think that's going to be there. I think, you know, obviously defensively, I think they're going to be very well schooled, uh, I just, they look like they know what they're doing already on that end. Like Eric has put all that stuff in and I think they're going to be confident. There's a cockiness about this group that we haven't seen in the past couple of years where I felt like they were sort of waiting for something bad to happen Uh, but this team, I don't get that sense. Like this team has come and rolling. I mean, I don't look, I don't want, they're not the big three team. I'll just tell you this though. In the preseason and training camp, they've looked more comfortable than the big three did when they first came together. Doesn't mean that the results are going to be that. I'm not saying that, but I also don't think even with their, their bad early season schedule, I don't think they are gonna start nine and eight. I think they're going to go off to a pretty good start with this team. I, they look like a team that's played together a while when you know, that's not actually the case. All right. We're going to have obviously games, uh, Post, post-game post pods just about all the time. We've got a, a special guest coming up, a former Heat major contributor to the Big Three teams um, who we're going to be bringing on in the next couple of weeks. So we'll let you know about that. Check out the website, 5 com. Greg Sylvander, Lefty Leif, has got a piece Going up on, I believe, on Tyler Harrow overnight tonight. I'll be writing this week as well. Also, check out all the Twitter feeds at Tropical Blanket, at Five Reasons Sports, at Ethan J. Skolnick, where I put up some videos of Vince Carter. Going to put up a couple more uh, tonight. Vince had some interesting things to say about Dwayne, so make sure you check that out. And Also, our YouTube channel, our Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Thanks for getting us to 1,000 subscribers. Talk to you soon.